0: My view on some of the Colby and Clifton, I think understanding your numbers, as well as your strengths is so critical. It will change the way you view the world. It will change the way you view yourself. And ultimately it'll change how you communicate and interact with others. Welcome to Access Points, the podcast where we discuss the tools, habits, and ideas that can
1: help you achieve and maintain the leadership mindset so you can reach peak
0: performance. Are you ready for your all access pass to some of the top minds on the topic of leadership? Let's get started. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Mike Kelly with Access Points Podcast. I want to welcome you back to our podcast here today. We have a very special guest that I'll introduce in just a moment, but I'll reintroduce myself. I'm Mike Kelly. I'm the VP of Sales at Access. And as you've heard over a number of different podcasts that we have produced, we'd like to share our insights and share all of the learnings that we've had over the number of years that we've all been in the business. And today, what we thought we would go into is talking about Performance improvement and how we kind of uh, ensure that um, we're getting the most out of highly skilled and high performers, and really producing some uh, incredible results. And one of the keys to our success has been the person that we have on the show with today, Barb DeCosta. I'll let you say hello.
1: Hi, everybody. Hey, Mike. It's good to be with you.
0: Barb is a dear friend of ours and consultant slash guru slash whatever you want to call her folks, because kind of keeps us in track and helps us see what our strengths are and how we can apply those strengths in situations where we are trying to deliver results. And so this particular podcast and I think even this series of podcasts will be giving you guys, our listeners, the opportunity to hear from a leader in the business, in the industry that has made huge differences for us. So with that, I'll get it started. And Barb, welcome again. Thanks again for doing this today. Where I thought I would go with this would be let's rewind the clock just a little bit. Talk about when we first met. And I know it's probably been three plus years ago. But I will set the stage a little bit here, and then we can kind of move along. But three years ago, guys, here at Access, I think we were, at least from a a VP of sales role, extremely busy, really working our tails off and not necessarily knowing where we were going. Working really hard, thought we knew what our strengths were, our Clifton's and our Colby's and trying to do something with that. And and again, working really hard, banging our heads against the wall, getting some results, but not necessarily the results that we were looking for. And so one of the things that we really had to do at that point was almost kind of stop and evaluate, take an inventory of everything that we had going on and I say stop because that's one of the most difficult things to do. Stop an inventory and then figure out a plan. So that's where I'm gonna start this and we'll kind of jump in and narrate through this, but that stop and evaluate. Give me a sense upon how you were able to help us achieve that, Barb.
1: Well, you know, I think you guys had me come down. I actually flew down to your offices and we had that remember we had that one big meeting and everybody was in the room. And we had all of our collective strengths what I mean, whatever assessments anyone uses. I tend to use StrengthsBinder and Colby, simple tools, accurate, <clears throat> been around a long time. And we had everyone's, you know, I think up on a whiteboard back in the day. And we got to see everyone's talents and strengths. And, you know, my focus is always on three areas of each individual, not just one. So I think I was I was working with you in the room. I think you went up to the chair and we started asking you about your strengths and we went straight to Clifton and you talked about some of your strengths. And it was interesting because the people in the room, remember, they were, they were kind of taken aback by what you started sharing about your strengths, You know, your individualization strengths, which um, your specialty with that is that you notice and appreciate the unique characteristics of people, right? So people knew that you did this, but it was more like, you know, Mike's a, a personable person. But once we got specific with what you do, which is notice and appreciate other people's characteristics, unique ones, and use them to your advantage and help them use them, which is what you do in your in your role as VP of sales within the team and also with clients, I think you even started seeing how that one strength connected to the others, right?
0: Right. It's difficult, folks, to just... Even talk about what strengths are and and understand you know individualization and learner achiever and strategic and belief. I mean that's Mike. So I'm bearing my soul for everybody here, but it's difficult to understand what those mean and you know the things that we do every day that exemplify some of those Clifton strengths I mean you just don't even notice and so yeah when we that meeting I re- I do remember because we had name tags and everybody had their Colby numbers on it and our Clifton strengths on it and it was almost like we were looking at each other like we didn't really know one another you know it was <laughs> really wild because it's like you are this now I don't know what this is but I'm willing to learn. And I think that was the turning point for us.
1: It was. I think you guys knew a higher level, a more uh, general level of what your talents were. But the point of me coming down and really working with you was to be more specific and to give you new language that was critical to being used in a different way moving forward that excited you because it was so much more specific. And I think one of your strengths, the one that I was most... I learned most about you which I think you didn't even really know about was your belief strength That one was kind of like the last one that we really unraveled and we really kind of found what what it meant to you and how you used it at home and even with uh, like I said clients in your team it was pretty powerful to see you talk about like what it meant for you it and, was
0: you know and and I remembered that as well that was the most I guess poignant you know, moment was you trying to get to an understanding of a belief, you know, and what that really means. So when we say belief in the Clifton world, what does belief mean?
1: So for you, belief means that you have an unwavering foundation of principles and you raise ethical standards for those around you. So wherever you go, it's really hard not to want to bring your belief along and and keep being ethical and raising those standards. I mean, I used used to tell me about what you wanted your kids to have as ethics and morals and, and how you raise them. And so all of that came through. And I think you started to really understand how belief helps your performance, drives the value you create together with your other strengths and Colby thrown in there. You know, even your cognitive thinking strengths, which we don't necessarily talk through as much, but all of those kind of, you know, you're using, and if you sharpen them, and you bring them to the table in activities daily, you know, this because you used to smile every time we had a call, and you were kind of like jazzed up, and then off you go. And I know you would like deploy those, you know, different ways. So I think that's, that's the belief. Yeah.
0: You're exactly right, and so this belief system is so strong. And you know, one of the things that I didn't realize was how strong it could be, and how it affects our view of how we do things. You know, it's kind of a common theme around the office at Access and throughout the company. Of there's an Access way of doing things, and there's the other way that everybody else uses. And it's kind of funny because even one of my Sales members of my team just in the last couple of weeks came to me and said, you know, I didn't know about it a couple of years ago, but man, I'm so glad we went through this big culture shift, this move to a way of we sell on value and we sell on a belief system and those types of things and, and we don't waver on it. And when I say we don't waver, we walk away from business if it doesn't make sense for us. And that is something that I don't know if we ever really saw before. But once Barb was able to uncover that and help us understand it, it's probably been the one area where we've been able to drive the biggest results over the last couple of years.
1: And you know what, if I could share, I think what I wanted to say was, I believe this to be true. I believe that you, with your belief strength, were the anchor for the, for the team. Um, when the team was trying to figure out where to go and how to change and new people were coming on and you know, other people were leaving, you were the one that, with your foundational principles, from within the company, not just your personal beliefs, but the belief of the company and what and how you did what you did, you were able to express that to the rest of the leadership team. And they they really look to you. And I remember you saying people, some of the sales guys would come to your door. And why would they come to your door? Because I feel that you brought that to the table. You reminded them. Of what access was about, what the principles of access were, when things could have changed, and you could have just kind of stayed in your role and kept going, but you kind of guided them. I mean, would that be true? I I feel like that was one thing that you did
0: with it. You know, it's kind of you to say, and and I I do think that there's a. Yeah, th- th- there was a massive change a couple of years ago, and the true identity of the organization came out when you look at the likes of, uh, of Tim Elliott and Cody Strait and Devin Marceau and others. I mean, that it's it's hard not to have kind of that that servants mentality, and you know the the belief system that this is the way we're going to do stuff from now on. So, by all means, I think it was it was kind of the linchpin that that helped us. Yeah. And it's one of those things that continues to help us. I mean, it's to the to the degree of doing this podcast. And this mm-hmm. is, you know, this is a passion that that does doesn't just exist for Tim or Davin. It exists for myself and for Cody and for Scott and, and for Rob and for others. And, and everybody is just so committed to, to sharing their, the ideals that they've learned because, you know, it's been such a rewarding experience. So again, the belief in how we do business is there's no doubt, you know, it's so important in the past, but so important every day that we, uh, that we go do this.
1: Yeah, and could you imagine if you didn't have that talent? I don't think there's anyone else on the team that has belief. But could you imagine what the team would look like without you being there with that strength?
0: Cumulatively, they'd have a lot more hair. <laughs> uh, so, that, but no, we, uh, we. I tell you, right? it's an interesting. When you bring this whole crew together, it does make I think quite a quite a masterpiece. It adds, so, yeah, absolutely. So I want to move on and 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 talk about some areas. I know belief was one of those that I had, and and certainly we've tried to leverage a bit of that. But at the same time, we had another strength out there that was very common amongst everybody on our team. And I think it was critical to the performance that we've seen over the last couple of years. And that strength was the strategic strength. I know it yeah. sounds in self evident and intuitive as to what that strength would mean, but in the Clifton world, what does strategic kind of mean and what can we take from that?
1: Yeah. People who have the strategic theme, um, will, will create alternative paths. So when there are obstacles in their way, if they're really passionate about it and they want to do it, solve a the problem, they will go around that problem and uh, the obstacles and find the best route with the most efficiency. So, if, if a few of you have those in your top strengths and every each and every day you're out in the field selling, creating, producing what the benefit is not only for you guys that you're able to actually solve problems strategically efficiently uh, and finding the best route or idea or um, solution to a problem. You, you actually do that within the, with the team, but you also do it for your clients. So, so you've, always, and I know this to be true of access is you always uh, innovate and find the best route forward. Um, and, you know, coupled with other teams like learner and what you have, you that adds to a certain cutting edge that you also bring. And I think a few of you have learner as well. So, you know, the, the reminder of these strengths is that combined with each other's and your own when they're deployed, that's ideal performance. That's genius level value creating people. <laughs> and, uh, and once people learn about their strengths and know them more, then they can actually use them like in real time to solve problems.
0: Absolutely. So th- th- I, that's an incredibly good point is that the combined all of the strengths together, is that the recipe for success? For us, I- I absolutely. I mean, I just, I would, I would argue that it was the critical to, to us being in a position that we are in today Mm -hmm. and being able to share, you know, some of our, our learnings, but tell me more about what that combination and, and what the, what the benefits of that combination of really awesome strengths by a team, what can that do? Or what have you seen it do in, in, in your experience?
1: A few things. One is it creates a common language for all of you guys to connect with and internally and support each other with. And it's also the right language. You know, it's, it's more accurate. When you say, what what's the strength of yours? People always tell me, oh, you know, I'm really a great networker. Well, that really doesn't tell me a lot. It doesn't tell me how you do it, why it's important to you. And I think the strengths, um, in strengths is, is exactly that, is that common language to yourself and to others. The other thing it does is, you mentioned it, if, if a group of seven or eight leadership members have strategic in their top five unbeknownst to them i always ask the question are you branding yourselves as being strategic like how are you sharing to the rest of the world that there's five of you out of seven who naturally are strategic they find alternative routes to proceed given obstacles cutting edge are you sharing that? Do do your clients know that that's what differentiates you from other companies that do somewhat what you do in different ways, of course. But you know, so those two things I I think are really really essential to peak performance and to an organization.
0: Absolutely, I think um, one of the things that we as an organization can collectively agree upon is is our we really do look up. 'Cause to Tim and and his ability to kind of be this this visionary, he's got some strengths, certainly, that that some of the rest of us don't necessarily have. Mm-hmm. He is a quick start when we start talking about our Colbys and a type of thing. But but at the same time, you know, it's a it's a balanced quick start with his understanding of all everything else, Clifton and Colby, that really you know, has I guess kind of created a, a, an atmosphere where we can all be very, very good. Just on our ET meeting this week, he said, mm-hmm. I'm just so excited to get to see all of you doing what you do and what you do very well. And I think, I mean, it's not lip service. It's the real thing. It's we're all doing what we're very good at and we're positioned well. And therefore, <laughs> the secret sauce is being achieved, you know, and wh- yeah, we're and, getting there.
1: You know what I was going to say? Was Go I ahead. think that um, Tim was really really determined. And I think you followed with making sure all of your activities in each of your roles reflected the strengths and talents of each person. I think without doing that, people are put into positions and many times don't even know what their actual given talents, instincts are. And um, you know, their personalities mixed in with their knowledge and skill. They aren't used to being around it and, and and looking at it and asking, you know, what am I doing here? Should I be in this meeting? Do I need to be part of this problem? Because my strengths aren't needed here. You know, everyone puts their hand in the pie and it gets too confusing. So I think also the the third thing, which I'll just come back to, is it allowed you guys, I think, to a, learn about each other's strengths and start to use each other's strengths. So if you were going out on a sales call and you were taking a, a young salesperson in training, your both your strengths and understanding them was so much more powerful on the front line because you use them accurately. And then you learn from each other of the ones that you, you know, aren't dominant. And so I think that was also a third thing that started to happen with um, all of you is the use of each other's talents at the right moments for the, for solving the right things and creating the right things.
0: Right. And I think the key to that is everybody checked an ego at the door.
1: Right.
0: It's not about ego anymore. Right. It's not about this department versus that department. It's about cumulatively mm-hmm. how do we how do we all win? And the thing I love more than anything that we've come up with is this whole idea of Marketing. I know that sounds crazy. We really do have this idea of sales and marketing so intertwined. And and my dear friend Cody is the guy that you know it's just so close of a relationship because Mm -hmm. of all the things that we're doing together. The marketing side of our business is so critical. I kind of came up with a number of different elements that that I want to run past you too. When I started thinking about this high caliber and delivering high caliber results. Especially in times like we're in today, where it's so, so difficult. But one of those things is that I said, reimagining marketing or bringing this idea of seamlessness of marketing and sales together has been absolutely one of the elements of, of our success. We can literally break down the marketing process and do 40% of that that sales process and the marketing side long before we ever get to the customer. And then when we do get to the customer, it just makes us even better. Mm-hmm. That's all great. It's perfect. But if we don't have the right relationships running sales and marketing, can you imagine what that would look like?
1: Yeah, I, I, that's the travesty of it all. If if you're not focused on the end result, but understanding the strengths and the the performance um, ways of each person, right? It makes me cringe <laughs>
0: if yeah. that happens. Well, I think that came back a lot, even when when we were together. Was that there are these cringe worthy moments yeah. where it's like you you know? And I think there was times when you probably wanted to smack us all in the head. Like, can <laughs> you not see what you've got? You know, we're kind of staring off into space because we just you don't you don't know it until you until somebody explains it to you.
1: Yeah, I love the fact that you know there's a lot of leadership programs. The word leadership to me is a little scary too, because everyone's being told to be a good leader, and these are the seven ways. And I mean, there's all these like formulas, and and I come along, and it's just like, I just want you to know what you do, how you do it, and why. Those are the three things. And if you know those things, using Clifton, Colby, other you know assessments that help you identify your patterning of your talents, then, and you deploy them and the whole team does, I mean, imagine that scale within the organization and outside of it, it's just incredible So, bring in into the format marketing. I mean, if you have a message and it's clear that you don't deliver and your team doesn't deliver on a day to day in the activities involved with clients, then you're not in the competition zone. You know, you're not competitive. And that's kind of what Access wants to and is doing.
0: Well, in the same way that we created this marketing, for lack of a better term, you know, we've now got Rob on the professional services side. And and it's funny because he and I, we've got our weekly, daily, you know, every few hour type meetings that we're always having because we are kind of lockstep with one another if it's sales professional services type or sales whatever you want to call it it's that same type of relationship but what we're starting to see is that it's creating an experience for customers as they're being implemented you know and Mm -hmm. installed the evidence that it works is is overwhelming because they're coming back to say, you know, they're very happy. They're, they you know, this is what we were looking for, and it's, you know, what? There's no question about what we saw in the sales process and the marketing, and then the sales, and then the professional services side. Now, again, we're we're trying to take disparate parts and make it one big experience for that customer.
1: Yeah, and I feel, you know, one of the things that I think uh, I remember that really happened is uh, that impacts this is trust, right? Mm-hmm. It's trust from the clients. It's trust within the team. I mean, each of you have to trust each other and know each other really well to perform. That's, that's the thing. It's like a basketball team. You have to know each other's strengths to perform as a unit. And I think the marketing is just the next part of that that adds to that. You know, I mean, if that's not the first part isn't happening, then you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's just not going to be. And that's a horrible example, but it's just not the performance isn't going to be that. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I just remember in one of our meetings was when um, Tim had to go. I'm going to share this. had to go up to the front of the room and sit um, in the, the chair um and like talk through his strengths. Do you remember that? Yeah. And he oh I it. Yeah he went up and we asked him about his woo. And I don't know if you were like in the in the if you were in the circle but I was watching everyone as Tim was put on the spotlight to like talk about like what his woo means and woo is one of the Clifton Strengths 34 themes and he happens to have it in his top five. So like he wins people over all the time. And we always didn't really know. Yeah, we know he does that, but we didn't really know what was important about that. And do you remember him sitting there and talking and we were all kind of like, oh, wow, that's how you do it. Oh, that's why you do it. And and you actually, yeah, that is what you do. <laughs> it was just really a powerful thing. And I think the reason why I'm sharing that is it's not only good to know, read your strengths, it's really good as a team. And I think we got to do this which was really powerful as we sat around and for, I think like 20 minutes, everyone went up and just had to like ask people questions about their strengths and what they were. And I think that was the biggest learning moment, not me coaching each of you individually, which was helpful, but for you all to sort of see each other's, you know, strengths in real time from your own perspective.
0: Well, I think, you know, a lot of times people go into these types of trainings and it's they're guarded They're just not going to put, you know, and they're not going to let the curtain fall and see me for all my, you know, the problems I have and everything else. But the way that I think this was posed was, listen, everybody here comes with a tremendous amount of strengths. I don't care, you know, we just don't care about the other stuff because all we're going to focus on is what you do well. We'll we'll all cover each other on the stuff that maybe we don't do so well. Because if we can create a you know a recipe here for success that that uses all of our strengths. Then, man, it the sky's the limit. And I think we've seen that, no doubt. But at the same time, there were so many great byproducts that came out of it. And one of the things you mentioned it earlier, and and I want to dive into it a little bit because it is so critical. Is the is how to communicate the language. And it's funny because the the way we. The language we use today is different from the language we used two years ago. One of the first things we did was level one, level two, level three. And I can put an L1 in a email to Tim he knows what his responsibility as part of this communication is, or it could be a level two, or it could be a level three, level one, meaning, Hey, I'm just here to tell you something and get, keep you in the loop as an FYI level two is, you know what? I, I think I know the answer, but I may be looking for a little bit of input from you here. And level three is I don't have a clue and I need you, I need you, you know, to, to, to dive in. And just by the nature of L1, L2, L3 in an email subject line, it's amazing how, how different the responses are. When you know what you're, what's expected of you, then I think it's so much easier to, to, to give and give it abundantly.
1: Yeah, and I think you could delegate that way. And I think that that level one, two, and three delegation levels comes from the dance and the strategic coach um, concepts. And I think when you deployed using that, the underneath part was that you all knew each other's talents and strengths. So you can delegate level one, level two, level three, But as Tim was doing it, he knows you have, he's constantly looking at what your strengths are. He looks at your Colby, he knows he needs to pull in your fact finder, he needs to use your strategic. So it's the coupling of the the directives of level one, level two, level three that tie back into what you do best to be involved in that little decision making or delegation, which is critical. So I think, again, I'm always going to bring it back to, your um, strengths because without that you can deploy a tool but it may not land without the rest of it you know it's 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 really a powerful thing i think that's the magic formula that that Axis brought to the table i think tim was the one that decided i'm going to make my team know each individual um, member know what their strengths are and their instincts and their skill and knowledge and once they know that, and that takes time, I mean, we had sessions after sessions with each individual person, some forced and some really welcoming. But, you know, that made that made people not divert from it. And he stuck to that for a long time and till today, um, you know, continues to use it when he's bringing teams together and, or, you know, having people being hired. And I think it ripples through your company. It and does. that's the, the success of, of what you guys are
0: doing starting at the top. And, yeah. you know, I did it this morning and I couldn't be more honest is that I can, through a chat message, my chat message to Tim was, I got a crazy idea and that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is he picks up on that. That's his vernacular to a T. I mean, that is just him. He's got idea after idea after idea. Some of us, we have the same thing, but we're going to educate ourselves long before we can actually have a conversation about it. And so sometimes it's, I need to get to Tim just because I know he'll pull me faster through it.
1: Yeah, but the thing also, Mike, is that you have a fact finder that's a seven. So you you go out to gather information, accurate information. That's what you do. That's You're a seven. It's your longest mode of instinct. So when you're solving a problem, you go into, what do we know? How do we know it? When was it done? What did it look like before? And then you add that to your learner. And remember, your learner keeps an organization on the cutting edge with what you're learning. So you're picking up stuff as you go. So remember the fact finder of seven and your learner working together is what he knows you have. And so when you connect with him, he's looking to you for that. He's looking to you for what do you know, Mike? How do you know it? Because he's not a seven backbinder. He's shorter in it. And then he's also looking for your learner. What have we learned? Because he doesn't have it in his top five. So, he, so he's pulling what you do with your eyes closed into the formula for solving the problem. And that's driving high caliber results from you. That's
0: like five one right? I couldn't agree it is. <laughs> could not agree more. And it, I mean that's the kind of thing again, you it's hard for those that maybe are just tuning in uh, to these podcasts of which we are so appreciative that you do. But what I can say is put a little bit of effort into learning some of the things that Barb and I are speaking about in terms of Clifton and Colby and how that works this is not just your typical leadership training that, that you can get anywhere. And by all means, I've been through plenty of them. But But when you start to figure out my learner coupled with, you know, Tim's quick start, and what does that mean? Because I'm speaking in Colby and Clifton, different methodologies here. But when you start to understand that, you can start to see what's possible. And what's possible is just, so much more than what we ever had in the past. I know inherently that Davin is my seven. I'm mm-hmm. a seven on my on my fact finder. He's a seven on his fact finder. And so when we speak, I mean, it's just a way of communicating. We're either both there or we're both not there. And that's really awesome for operations and strategy and long-term vision type issues that we always need to be at least aware of. Where on the flip side of that, there's part of me from a sales guy standpoint, I'm finding new stuff every day and I got to have the Cody and Tim side of it that we can start to just be as crazy as, as you could possibly think of. The one out of 10 type you know applications. And that is, again, I hate to keep going back to it, but that I think is is certainly part of the the secret to the success we've had.
1: And isn't that the magic formula? Like you to add to what you just said, when you bring Cody into the mix, you know, we know he has activator as his first strength. So what does he do? He has to put it into action. I mean, his leg was always moving under the table, right? Like, you know, shaking, like, let's get to this, guys. We, we don't need to, let's just take action. And like, if it wasn't done yesterday, Cody's like, I thought it was like, why didn't it happen? And so that's the marriage between the three of you that if that's at play almost every day in the work that you're doing, and you're not bogged down by other stresses and personalities issues, and you know people that are unaware of their strengths, you are able to all perform really at a high level, and your energy is high, your trust is high. I mean, these are lessons learned, right? The trust is there, responsibilities there. I mean, it's it's just a it's just a winning formula. And it's Absolutely. so simple. Did you guys bring anything else into it? Or do you just consistently use this when you're, you know, it's not every day that you can visit Cons- with it, but, you know, is this, is this the formula that works for this you? Guys? Is,
0: this is the formula that works for us. I mean, it's consistent. And when you, put it in action, you know, obviously, you know, as an activator, you would, uh, it works really well, but when you put it in action and you actually put the effort into it to learn it and not just give it lip service and move on and, and, you know, 10 months from now do something else, you, you will see some results. And I, and that's what we want everybody here to hear is that you can do this.
1: You know, and I had a question for you because of all the work that you did personally some people will say to me, you know, Barb, this is pigeonholing. You're, you're labeling all these words and you're kind of like putting me into a corner. And, and, you know, from my perspective, that's not happening, but how would you answer that? Because that comes up a lot when I'm, when I'm doing work, it's, it's like, oh, I know all this, but it's too labeling. You know, I don't like to be put in a certain place describing me. What would you say?
0: Yeah. So I think there was what 30, is there 36 different, like? you know, 34. Okay. So there's 34. Mm -hmm. And I was so enamored with this when we began the process that it coincided with a daughter of mine going off, Mm -hmm. leaving to go to college. And it was so beneficial to learn more about yourself. You know, and granted, I'm doing that, at you know, middle aged versus it would have been great to have known myself, you know, know what these Mm -hmm. these labels or qualities. I hate to use the word label because I think it's more the qualities of who we are. Qualities can they can have plateaus and it can have basements. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, understanding this is who you really are. I gave these tests to my daughter for Colby and Clifton, and it was amazing how much she got out of it because she's going to a new setting, you know, mm-hmm. going off to college and she's going to have you're going to have roommates and you're going to have new friends and you're going to have new relationships and it, it's just going there's going to be so much but if you know yourself a little bit better then it'll make those relationships so much better. If I would have known then what I know now, we could have certainly got to high performance results a lot sooner. And additionally, my daughter and I speak a, a language now mm-hmm. together. You know, she is uh heavy duty learner. Mm. So, okay, let's you and I sit down and we'll, let's both work our learners out for a little while. We both want to yeah, find something new to kind of sink our teeth into and she's obviously with going to school, got a lot of that. So, <laughs> I can sit and listen and and just the fact that I'm listening about electro <laughs> uh, mechanical dynamics or whatever she's into right now, it just works. And yeah. She, I and, know I need to hear it and I want to hear it.
1: Well, and remember, you just brought it up. There's a thing called, the Clifton people call it basements. Um, so there's always there's always sort of a weakness that comes along with your strength. Not everyone ha- does them or uses them or is in them. But, um, but there are times when y- you can get tired and, and you can s- fall in a rut for many reasons. There are complications and situations around your life and your strengths aren't being utilized well and you're drained and tired physically. And so with learner, one of the barrier labels for learner is that your curiosity may lead to irrelevance or non-productivity. So you can be in learning mode all the time and you don't pop out of it or you don't use your other strengths. So one of those things also is to, and I know you guys do this, is you'll joke with each other and remind each other, you know, about being tired or, hey, you're not in in your zone right now. And it seems like you're moving to the basement level of things you know at a barrier level and then that just alerts the person to oh you know yeah i, I gotta rejuvenate I'm, I'm just moving too fast or i'm not even using it and i think that's also helpful too and been helpful to you guys to see those and and not sort of use this word and label <laughs> people with
0: that, that
1: negative thing you know
0: so this is it's so weird that you bring that up because one of these seven elements that i came up with lately i think we spent some time on the emergency preparedness kit or whatever mm-hmm. covid there's going to we'll we'll call it out and things are just weird and they're different right now yeah. and one of the elements of success that i think has been good for us is you know being able to look forward and being able to be prepared for the long haul mm-hmm. meaning we were doing things in 2019 really working on you know stuff that doesn't necessarily produce immediate results like pipeline build and and you know process you know all those types of things so that we would not knowing anything like a covid would happen but but so that we could be prepared for you know some it, whatever might come our way and i think that it's it, very important but one of, and, and in doing so it, it hit in march and in march and i think you know april mm-hmm. Um, I'm in this office and I'm ready to pull what hair I have left out of my head because I I'm just here and I can't, I, I started to see my basements coming out of my strengths all the time because for no other reason than I, the element and my, my workplace, I'm on the road all the time. I'm going and I'm in front of customers or I'm in, you know, doing different things with, with at the office with Tim and with Cody and, and others. And that was taken away. And all of a sudden, this idea of everybody working from home, everybody was more tired than ever. Yeah. They are worn out. It was just becoming a chore for them to work at their plateaus and, and their basements started to come out. And to the tune of, I finally just said, I got to get on the road. Mm-hmm. I don't care if this COVID kills me. I'm telling you, this office is going to kill me worse. So... We had, you know, I know for me, and I, it was important to to be down in, in our corporate offices and just having some of that interactivity with, with the folks down there, as well as kind of creating some level of like what our lives used to look like, helped me get back to working in plateaus versus those basements.
1: Well, and is you know that what? crazy? That's not crazy because, you know, you're, we didn't talk about this, but your first strength is individualization. So that's your number one dominant theme. So what does that tell us? That tells us that you are a customizer. You're someone who, who works, sees people's qualities and strengths, and then helps them use them and helps them grow. Well, sitting in your office on Zoom calls all day long, you're not you're not with people to really be with them. You're just in meetings. And so you don't pick up your individualization, isn't picking up on. You know, if you were to Zoom call me, we're, we're in this different dynamic than, remember, when I came down or when we are on the phone and we had more time together? You picked up what my strengths were, and then you helped me deploy them. Like, that's what you do for me. And so, you know, that isn't happening. So picture everyone on the team during this period being in their basements or having barrier levels pop up and not being operational. No energy, no drive, just really and a lot of fear. Yeah, if you, if you don't refocus on your top dominant strengths and use other people's dominant strengths, there isn't room really for high caliber results. Absolutely. Is, you
0: know, I mean, I, I've i said this a number of times. I love the fact that I can see you as we're sitting here having this podcast, but but the, the downside to all of this craziness that's been going on is we're no longer making presentations to Barb. I'm making presentations to this doggone... Thing. Thing computer screen yeah and for somebody with individualization and belief and here's the way we do stuff yeah i'm like ready you to know, you know you just go crazy here right. so we're adjusting no yeah. doubt about it and if we're going to drive results but at the same time my counterparts my my buddies yeah, they're like against, you know what you need yeah you need to get on the road you gotta go <laughs> okay i'm out and it works well, with, especially when your wife says, you know, when are you When are you leaving again? <laughs> or, you know. Anyways, but yes, we're constantly trying to work in our plateaus, not our basements. And I know I kind of brought it up a little bit, Barb, but tell me what you're saying. I mean, prepared for the long haul. I know things are crazy. I mean, is, is there anything that any insights that you can give to what we're seeing with the likes of COVID that, uh, might be helpful.
1: Yeah. When I, when i and that's a great question. What I'm seeing is that people have decided that they want to know more about themselves. That's the bottom line. And they really, yeah, they, they just, that there's the time and there's the distancing that people are, are saying, you know what? I do want to know what my strengths are um, in different ways. And I'm, I'm coming up for air. I have a little, even though through the craziness, there's a, a lean into It only makes sense to know what your strengths are so you can use them more and and have energy and be happy. And if you're not and you're in a role or in a company that isn't allowing you to do either, some people are saying, you know what, this might be an opportunity for me to reassess what I'm doing um, and how I'm doing it because I can't keep going like this. So a lot of people have reached out and I spend most of my time working with people on just I mean, it's rinse and repeat, right? You know, sales, it's always like, tell them, tell them again, tell them. It's the same thing. It's, it's like, I don't have any other tools except to go through and sort of, I, I hate to say this, but really push back and, and revisit each strength, um, whether it be cognitive, cognitive, or, or personality wise, and how they all combine together over and over and over again. I mean, It's just really, there's nothing new to add to the formula. It's just that, which is surprising to me because there's so much information of how to be your best and how to, you know, the top 10 tips on this and the three ways to do this. We're being bombarded with all that. And really what it is, is just a conversation we had about what you really pattern and do all the time. And where do you do it and with whom do you do it with? And then the other part is, do you know the other person's strengths? Because you mentioned it. We could be on this call for hours and I could still not know you. But if I get a quick sense um, of you sending me what your top strengths are, whether it be Colby, Myers, uh, any assessments that you do, it's, it's going to give me a lean in to knowing you quickly. And then the work between us goes quickly and we jive and, It's not boring and you don't want to kill the other person of just letting them talk too much, kind of like I'm doing right now. But you know, it's it's just really efficient in relationship building.
0: Absolutely. So when you're doing that with lately with probably the many people that are asking, you know, looking for help and and that type of thing, were they all as difficult as we were to work with?
1: (laughs) You know what you guys you guys you guys were not difficult. I think what was what was really cool about you were you were just intense. You, you all were in a moment of time that things were changing, given whatever those changes were. And everyone was so, sort of ready for a unity, ready for, and it was hard to get you guys to unify because you'd been so, so for so long, sort of kind of band-aiding it and putting it together, and the team was growing stronger. But I think what happened was that intensity was there. And then once we sort of really visited with everyone, and Tim led it, Davin was there, Cody was there you were there, it was just, um, you know, everyone jumped onto the sort of the bus and and the right seats and um, moved forward. And I feel like you guys have made leaps and bounds in, in the organization. No question yeah, about it. I,
0: no doubt. From where we were, you know, a couple, two, three years ago versus where we are today. I mean, yeah. it looks drastically different, but it just, feels different as well and i think that's kind of the proof in the pudding that says is this real and and is it sustainable it's not only sustainable but it it gets you know you keep sharpening this knife and it you get better every day we get better at looking at our strengths and we get better at understanding how to communicate and we get better at just the day to day and it becomes almost you know like just throwing that ball into the glove mm-hmm. thousand, a hundred mm-hmm. thousand times. It just, that glove gets super, super comfortable and, and you, you know, therefore you, you don't have errors.
1: Yeah. And I, I think the one thing I left with, um, in just working with you guys was, you know, is Tim sleeping at night? You know, is he really getting a good night's sleep because the team knows each themselves individually, they know each other and they have a good process. You know, they have all of the makings. I mean, nothing's perfect, but is it moving in the right direction? Are people being responsible to their own talents? Are they directing where they want to go in the in the organization? You know, all of that allows him to sleep well, Dav, and all of you as as leaders to do that. And if that, not to say black swans don't happen and things like COVID come along, but doing all of that work allows you to face these things in a different way, right? Mm-hmm. I, I would hope that you would
0: that me out and you do. Add, I couldn't. Could agree more. And yeah. this ability to withstand and go the long haul, it's yeah. Become, it's become a belief. It's because of you know our you know pro- just process that's been put into place and how we've gone about doing things on a day to day basis that that has give us that r- really strong survival kit. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. It's 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 infusing all of this strengths based development into the organization from. Hiring to even when you let people go, you're letting them go with them knowing what their strengths and talents are, and that it, you know it's a, there's a new place for it to be used. It's it's kind of like a different mentality.
0: Um, Right. This survival kit that I'm talking about too was really important because I think one of the things that we took away from that, and we studied it Mm -hmm. very, very closely. I'm talking in March timeframe, but it was like, quit worrying about revenue, quit worrying about the next cell and focus on what you can give to the customers you have out there. It's so important with us because we're dealing, we were dealing with frontline hospitals that are dealing with a pandemic. And for us to say, you know what, let me get out of the commodity business of trying to sell you guys something, but I'm going to focus on what can I do to help you today? You want me to go pick up your cleaning? I'll do that. I mean, I know that was an example that was used. And that became kind of the, the whole team's mantra around here. What can we do to help? I know it's not anybody, nobody's clue as to what's going on right now, but we're here to help. And we're not going anywhere. And then it and then it just kind of evolved into custom solutions for COVID. And then it became even, you know, better solutions for remote, you know, registration at a hospital. I mean, you just start to see the story continuing to play out. And it is, it's it's even happening today. And customers are really, you know, their experience has been totally changed by all of this.
1: And I think the reason why you brought this up was the team, most of the team leaders have strategic in their top five, and I'm sure the rest of the organization. That strategic, I'm going to bring it back to what you just said. That's the strength that allows that to happen, is to find alternative ways in moments of of, of uncertainty and risk. And your, your quick, Tim's quick start takes risks, Cody's activator. I mean, I can, I can go through each individual strength. Isn't it funny of all of you? And pull in when it's deployed as a team, or even in smaller groups, that allows you to move forward and create momentum and and pivot. It allows you to pivot the team to pivot in in, in emergencies. Like even uh, you know, I was looking at some of the teams uh, implementer for Colby. I think you have three people that have above a four implementers. So making things, demonstrating, you know, you have team members that could build something, a model. I don't know if that's what happened, but it's like, how do we make something for whatever the problem is that strategically we have to solve? You know, these are all the, the pieces to the human potential that, oh my gosh, you utilize and the more you utilize it, you know, that skill um, and experience combined with that, um, you produce. You, uh, Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So, to kind of start to wrap up some of this discussion, and I'll tell you that, you know, my view on, you know, some of the Colby and Clifton, I think understanding your numbers as well as your strengths is so critical. I mean, yeah. it will change the way you, you, you view the world, and it will change the way you view yourself. And, and ultimately, it'll change how you communicate and, and interact with others. But what I will tell you is that without the right coach to, to help you <laughs> understand this, you're never going to get anywhere. So at least on, on behalf yeah, of uh, of myself, as well as others in this company, I got to tell you, you're a godsend for us. So thanks for being there and helping us through all of this.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. I feel uh, very appreciative of getting to do it, like work with you guys and help elevate all of you individually, but also as a team. Um, whenever I get emails from Tim or Davin about the work, the milestones, I just sort of I kind of jump up in the air in my office. I have done it twice when Devin sent me something that you, you all did. So it's a privilege. I always get energized. So thank you. And thanks for allowing me to share my work.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Thank you for coming on today. And, um, Like I said, we certainly would not be in the position that we're in without your help, Barb. So many thanks. And thanks go to you out there, too. All you listeners to the Access Points podcast, we have really gotten some incredible feedback from you about this podcast, and we want you to keep it coming. So please look us up, accessefm.com. Please let us know if you've got some topics or if you want to give us some feedback, that would be great, too. And until next time, thanks again, and we'll see you soon. And for our listeners, you know, again, we're always looking for feedback on this podcast. Hit the subscribe button. Give us some critical feedback how we can make this thing better. Go to our website at accessefm.com. Check us out there. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Instagram. Find us on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a tweet. Give us a thumbs up. And appreciate you guys listening.